Mauricio Ceballos Architects is an architecture firm led by Mauricio Ceballos, who still believes in tight collaboration, systemic process, communication, and a smooth workflow between the different stakeholders in order to achieve good, successful designs. And though we know Mauricio Ceballos Architects from their projects that have spanned all across the globe, what really is intriguing about the firm is how they put focus on the human side of things when approaching a project to sort of appreciate the environment not only in the ecological point of view but also in the social point of view and that is exactly what Mauricio and I will be conversing about today. So hi, thank you so much for being here Mauricio. Hi Karina, thank you for your time. Really honored. <laughs> oh, no, it's our pleasure. So to start with, why don't you tell us first a bit about your background, how the firm started and all that. Yes, uh, we actually are a, a new firm, but uh, with a lot of experience. Uh, almost all our team have been involved in very large, complex projects. Uh, my last work was to design the New Mexico Airport. It was a very ambitious project from the government to design. Uh, it was around one million square meter terminal building, and it was a project done by Postron Partners and Free, uh, a, a Mexican, no? where I was. CEO and uh, partner, uh, and, and, and this kind of uh, gave us a lot of experience and many of the people that are working now with me also work on, on, on the airport. Uh, on, on this project, we were working with around 600 specialists and we designed everything, no? from the floors to the doors to the furniture. No? And because of government's policies, this project was canceled and we decided to open a, a, a new firm. Mm -hmm. uh, these kind of projects are usually very exhausting and it was like six crazy years working and working and working day and night, all weekends. No? So uh, it, it, it's good to try to, to see how to use all this knowledge in, in, in new projects. Mm -hmm. And kind of our driver, it's, it's is to find creative solutions uh, with an environment and social approach. Um, I, I always like to have drivers. Uh, not, not, you can always bend your, your, your drivers, but, but it helps you make the correct decisions. Uh, this is also something we learned from, from the airport because suddenly you have so many people and so many expectations and people want to change and people want to make it cheaper and people want to make it larger. And, so unless you have something clear in your mind, like a driver, uh, it's, it's, it's difficult to continue and you lose track. So for example, in the airport, I always tell the team that the design is first, no? We need to make the best design we can. And then we start moving from, from that, no? Then it, it helps you get focused on what you're doing. So in our practice today, we have kind of several mantras. And, 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 and for me, the main mantra is that we, we always want to have kind of this surprising moment. No? Uh, I, I want people, when you get to, to your building, that they say, whoa, no, this, this, this is amazing. No? Uh, you can have very good designs, so kind of very correct designs, but, but that whoa moment is, is, is what, I, what I like. And for example, in, in Casa Mague, that, that whoa design was made of the shadows that the trees are casting over the walls. No? So, so you get there and suddenly something mm -hmm. magical, that, that, that sensation. And then, then there are other mantras that, that I think it's more about responsibility than mantras, no? the sustainability, social approach, 
support of local work, respect on what you are doing. No, I, I think that's that's critical. We 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 must respect uh, our practice. No, uh, sometimes we make like jokes on what we're doing, or no. So, so so I try that everything that we do is is done with with that respect. No, we we don't joke about it, and uh, and, and we work hard to achieve what we want. No? Uh, architecture is a very hard uh, no practice. No, because you have to work and work and, 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 and it's, it's also a circular process. Uh, you, you, you don't get to a solution on the, on the first time. No? So, so you do an idea and modify it and change and change and change. And, and, and in a world like we're living now that it's, everybody's rushing, uh, suddenly it's, it's like, no, and give me a solution. No, 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 wait, you, you need time and go on. So, so, it's, so it's, it's, it's hard work how you get that. No? Yeah. Uh, and the other thing is, is, is collaboration. Uh, I, I don't think uh, one, one mind, no, like uh, old architects or like this super creative mind that achieve all the solutions. I, 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 feel, I feel collaboration is very important, but collaboration is something that you say easily, but not always it's so easy to, to achieve because it depends on the vision and it depends on the vision of your team. It depends on the vision of your collaborators, your engineers, it depends on the vision of your client. You know, sometimes it's, it's very easy to get to a client that you don't think the same and, and, and it won't work. You, know? you, you can maintain and do that work, but it's not gonna be a great project because you have different visions and different ways to understand. So, so, so that's why it's so important that collaboration is bringing everybody's thinking uh, and, 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 and sharing the same vision. Yeah. That's a little bit about <laughs> how we see our practice. Nice. And I think it's also very fluid because, you know, as an architect, we almost always build in context of something else, right? Be it time, situation, environment. So how do you see architecture's relationship with nature? Yes, we always try to involve nature in, in, in architecture. And but it's not always the same. You, you have projects that, for example, that are surrounded by nature. And in this case, what, what, what you look for is uh, to approach the site in a hum humble and, and grateful way. No? Uh, you have all like these amazing views and you have these amazing trees. No? Uh, for example, we're working now in a house in a lake. Uh, it's called Santa Maria del Oro uh, in Nayarit. It's also a state in Mexico. And the site has like these five huge old trees. No? And what we're designing is that we're making the design with huge holes. So the trees goes in, in, in between them. Uh, and, 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 and what architecture allows you is to, to look at nature in a different way, no? to contemplate it in different levels. No? Because you today arrive and you see the trees from below. But architecture will allow us to see them in, in, in different points that you are not, uh, that you do not usually look to them. No? So that trees go between the living room and they go between the pool. So, so I think that's, that's one way to approach architecture and nature. Uh, but you also have other approaches where it's like more urban and, and you are limited to the, the amount of nature that you have around. So, in, in, in this building, what we try to do is um, to incorporate these these elements in the architecture. No? For example, I, one building I like a lot is 
the National uh, Library of uh, Dominique Perrault in Paris. I don't know if you know that one, but it's very nice how, how he achieved to have uh, all the trees in, uh, in the middle of, 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 of all the construction. No? So uh, we're currently working in a couple of buildings. Uh, for example, one, one is an apartment building uh, where the developer is very concerned about post-COVID uh, buildings and how they're gonna work. And so we're proposing to have like a huge spiral of natural trees going in the middle. So people can walk, no, they don't need to get the elevator. You can take the elevator, of course, but if you don't, if you don't want, you can use all the, the, the trees and walk and no? so th that will kind of be, give you this warm moment, bringing nature inside a enclosed building. Nice. So I think you kind of touched upon this, but I was wondering in the case where you build architecture around nature. So when you build the house around the trees, how can we create this positive cycles where nature benefits from the architecture and also vice versa where now the architecture benefits from nature yeah i i i think as as humanity grows uh, nature is going to be an invaluable uh, no, it's going to be directly related to to the amount of nature you have no cities start to grow and, and they kind of destroy destroy nature but today the, the places that have real value are the places that have nice views of the sea or that are surrounded by trees or not so 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 i think that that is going to be super important in the future and i think what COVID has taught us is that people prefer to live in nature no? uh, you can see like this migration from cities no people say okay i'm going to look at living in a very small apartment and now I don't have to go to work anymore. No, I can take Zoom. So, so why don't I go, I don't go to the countryside and, and, and see the, take my Zooms on the countryside and I can give a better livinghood to my family and to myself, no? So I, I think as, as architects and designers, we have this opportunity you know, to understand uh, how the buildings need to respect the environment, but how, how can we also improve it? No? How, how, no? So for example, I, I know this is a little bit the next question, but let, let me put you to, to tell me two stories. No? Uh, we, we work with an Italian, uh, Australian firm called uh, Finding Infinity. I don't know if you know them, but they, they, they are completely focused on sustainable buildings and cities. No? And, and, and we're analyzing different cities. Cities are uh, consumers, no, per se. So you have a city and they start, they, they get uh, water from the lakes and they get energy from, from the trees. And no, so, so, so they consume and consume. And, and, and we're thinking how to take these cities to be producers of their own er energy, no? And what the story I want to tell you is, uh, Finding Infinity work on a project where uh, the developer, the, the Sun's developer was very concerned about the environment. And so the developer bought a huge amount of land, uh, devastated with no trees anymore, uh, planted thousands of, of trees. And then to recover his, his investment, he, he put how much time it took, how many trees I planted. Okay, so I need to build so, so much amount of apartments. And he built the minimum amount of, of footprint uh, and build the apartments and sell the apartments to recover his investment. So 
imagine the value of that on a future, no? You're living, it's a place thought the other way around instead of, no? It's how can I generate nature around my buildings? And I will give value to that. Yeah. And on a completely different story, uh, we were just asked to do a mobility project in Las Vegas. And I'm just arriving, I arrived yesterday from, from Las Vegas. And Las Vegas is, I don't know if you know Las Vegas, but it's, it's, it's super strange, you know? Uh, it's, it's very interesting, but uh, what Las Vegas is going now is that new generations don't, don't want to get enclosed in a casino, no? And, and these like artificial places, dark, no? Uh, so so, so it's, it's a terrible experience. And, 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 and they're seeing that, that gambling is, uh, is going down because young generations don't want that kind of experience. And, and they are starting to rethink how, how to, to change that and how to have uh, experience and entertainment that doesn't need to be enclosed in a space. So um, that's, that's also very, very interesting. Right. It's so interesting because just outside Las Vegas, you know, there are so many beautiful sceneries that we can actually go out and explore. So imagine it would be so nice to to have this game design where maybe you can benefit from not only playing indoors, but also from going on outdoor adventures, excursions and all that. Yes, it, it, it has amazing deserts and, it, and it's, it's a really beautiful place. But, uh, but as you're saying, no, they, they, they spent, I don't know, the last 100 years doing huge, it's, it's amazing the scale of that. There are 5,000 room uh, hotels. So it's, yeah. it's 50% and, and they, it's all closed, all artificial air conditioning. And no, you, 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 I just wanted to get out and, and be on the streets and <laughs> yes. Cool. So in the first point, you, you did say that architecture is a very fluid process, right? And it makes a lot of sense because the only thing that is for sure happening in our life is change. So we are bound to change. The environment is bound to change. So how important do you think it is to create architecture that will adapt over time? I think it's very important, but I do have a conflict with that because I, I think that thinking has taken us to kind of these corporate offices, no? So, so when all developers are like thinking like, ah, this building needs to, to be adaptable for the future. And, and the result of that is like large span uh, clears uh, with no personality, no? And, and I think it's very important, the personality of, of the buildings and the surprise of the buildings. And, so of course they need to adapt and, and we need to find a way to adapt. But this, I, I think shouldn't be done over the, the personality or the quality of the space. No? So if you say, what's an ideal adaptable space? No, 100 by 100 cover space with no columns. That can be anything, no? It can be housing, it can be offices, no? But, but, but it's dull. So, so, we did this on, on the airport. On, on the airport, we had 180 uh, meter spans on, on a whole roof. But the idea is that our, we, we brought the, the roof down and we generate these columns that we call funnels. And they were like 30 diameter big. And, and we bring light and nature in the middle of those. So you have a lot of space for flexibility and adaptability, but you also have like a very nice experience. No? So, so I think 
you, you, you need to kind of weight those two, two things, adaptability or flexibility with personality. Nice. Since we are talking about sustainability, and I think you and I agree that sustainability goes beyond paying attention to nature or environmental impact, right? Um, but sustainability also goes to appreciating people and culture. So how can we go about doing this? This is a very good question. And I also think in the past we have seen, for example, a good example is uh, tourist resorts. No? So if you see how these tourist resorts are designed, I think it's changing now, but in the past is they are all the same. So it doesn't matter if you are in Mexico, if you're in Thailand, if you are in Paris, they will look the same, no? And they will have like, try to, to copy some cultural things, but in a very artificial way, no? And, and, and they take away the value of the local cultures, the value of construction methods, the philosophy of the, of, of the place because the, 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 their approach is in a focus in, in making money. And the way to make money is, has to do with a certain amount of rooms and the rooms have to have certain maintenance. So I, th I think that's, that's very risky. And, and also I think future generations don't like that anymore. No? I, I, if, if I go to, to Thailand, I want to, to, to see Thailand, I want to go uh, to the places that you visit, and I want to know the food that you do. I, I don't want to be in, in an artificial place. No? Mm -hmm. So you, you really need to hear. No? I, th I think that the quality is to, for collaboration is to hear and to hear what other people have to say and how they would approach the, the, your problem and, and, and find a solution on, on, on that way. So, for example, in, in Casa Mare, we, we try to work with local craftsmen because Mexico has very good craftsmen. So we work with carpenters uh, to design many of the wood of the house. And, and we also work with stone carvers, uh, which come from a long, long time ago. Uh, and, and, and we, for example, the fire pit, it's a half ton piece carved uh, uh, with, uh, with local manufacturers. So it, it was a very interesting process to, to, to understand their thinking and how to incorporate it in our designs. Yeah. I think in the case of local resorts, nowadays they also try to bring in culture through the activities, right? Mostly these resorts are located in very secluded places. So it is often the case where the operator or the hotel has to design excursions or activities for the guests. So it is when they take them to go see the local houses, um, local tradition. So yeah, it's super duper cool. Yes, but, 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 but you can see it, for example, in, in Tulum, there was an, a very nice experience. And actually, Tulum explosion was because of that, because uh, the, the, there's a guy who was a leader of, of design uh, hotels uh, called Klaus, and he worked with a local hotel. And, and he started bringing like, all these creative uh, designers from Prada and Gucci and so on to work with local craftsmen and, and, and generate a product that was kind of mixing these two ideas. And, and, and I think it's, it's more difficult when you do architecture, but, but it's, it's, it's a very nice approach to join these two, two thoughts. Right, collaboration it is. Collaboration, <laughs> collaboration, yes. <laughs> so how do you see architecture's relationship with humans then? Yeah, 
I think architecture is for humans. No? So sometimes we forget this and, and we lose scale of the buildings and it's all about the nice renders. Uh, but, but suddenly when you see the architecture, architecture is not about pictures. No? It's about walking on the buildings. It's about the coverings and so on. So suddenly this is very impersonal. And, and, and you can see now in the world like different cities in uh, Middle East, in China, no? where, where they start hiring these super architects no? and star architects. And, and of course, the, the, the buildings are perfect because they are very good designers, but you, you lose the sense. And, and, and when you walk on these cities, it's like, no? it's like a show off. And, and, and architecture shouldn't be about the show off and about the power and, no? and, and, and so, sometimes this makes you feel uncomfortable. Uh, I think it also happens, for example, in houses. No, when you go to a house with a guy that has a lot of money and, and everything is about the materials and about no, so so, so you lose you, you lose humanity because you you feel uh, I feel uncomfortable when I'm invited to to some place like that. No, what, what you wanted you want to, to make people feel comfortable and and, and and enjoy the space and enjoy the the no friendship and no so. I, I think architecture now is tending to that, not how, how we do these, these places, full of nature, comfortable, that is not about showing off, but it's uh, places where you can exchange ideas. No? Yeah, so think of the building as a vessel, right? And that architecture is rather a celebration of people, activities. So in a way also maybe we can use architecture to support social values like equality, justice. So what's your view on this? I think here, for me, it's first how you treat the office and uh, no, because of course as a designer, you can think on solutions, but, but I think first of all, you have to be coherent with what you are doing in your practice, in your office, no? How you you work with your uh, your teammates, no? How, how you take in consideration their local culture. I think interesting architecture offices have like uh, uh, different genders, different uh, social culture, different beliefs, because that will get, give you interesting kind of design approach. And one of the things I think a lot is about construction. Also, so also thinking about these cities that I was telling in uh, Saudi Arabia or, or China, there's a lot of exploitation on the on the on, on the labor, no? on, how, on how the labor is treated, no. And, and, and suddenly you see that this is almost like slavery. And you say, I, I, my design is super social, responsible, and, and and it will take in consideration all the cultures. But how was it built? No? And, and suddenly you have people you know, that are really slaves working this. So, so I think we have a voice and, 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 and designers are respected. And we need to tell this to our, to our clients. And we need to tell, look, this has to be not only as a design, but also as, as a process on how we achieve this. No? Okay. So for example, we, I, I, I did also the, in collaboration the, the Sumaya Museum and, and, the, and the owner, wanted uh, to be a free museum where people can get to the to the building and don't feel uncomfortable because of of, of the spaces and the marble so he wants to have a contemporary building uh, but with a, a social approach on how people feel inside no? so so if you see the sumaya on the outside it's a very contemporary building but the interior is very simple 
and, and it's simple because of this reason, no? Or how people can feel comfortable in the inside. So it's all about the intrinsic values, the intangible. So yeah, I think it's just so nice to see how we can extend this profession to doing good to other people and to generate positive impact. And I think it's such a great message to end too. <laughs> yeah, so thank you so much, Mauricio, for the talk. I think it just really highlights this multi-dimensional outlook towards sustainability and that it's not just about nature and the environmental side, but it's also about, you know, the human side of it, um, social and economical, though we didn't really touch upon it, but it also plays a huge role in this holistic concept. So yeah, thank you so much. We wish you continued success as always. And I hope to catch you again later. Bye. Thank you so, so much. I, I, I really enjoy talking to you. <laughs>